Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I wanted to give you an update on what's happening in Israel and also ask the question, is this going to provide a potential opportunity when it comes to crisis investing? Most of you know that Jim Rogers is without a doubt my favorite investor of all time, and he has made a ton of money, along with guys like Doug Casey, in doing something called crisis investing. So we're going to get into what is happening right now with the Israeli stock market, what's happening with their currency, what their central bank is doing. We're going to look at this from a 30,000-foot level and try to come to some conclusions as to, hey, maybe we should watch this closely because although, you know, obviously from a humanitarian standpoint, this is a complete disaster and we want this thing to end as quickly as possible. That goes without saying. But the fact of the matter is... In this world that we live in with imperfect human beings, uh, there's going to be war. There's going to be problems. And sometimes that presents an opportunity where you can buy stocks that are very, very cheap. And they get beaten down because of this fear that over the long run might not be warranted. All right. So let's get into it right now and start by going to CNBC. And we're going to look at the central bank. So what has happened is their currency, as you can over the weekend, as you can imagine, because of the attacks with, uh, I believe the group is called Hamas. Hamas, uh, their currency tanked. Their currency was down like two or three percent, pretty much within the span of twelve hours, maybe even less. And so, as Israel looks at this, and I'm sure most of their entities, just like entities all around the world, have a lot of what. You guys know this from watching my videos. They have a lot of dollar-denominated debt. So Israel looks at this, and their currency is tanking against the dollar, and they know that this is going to cause big, big problems if they allow it to continue because the burden of that debt increases. If your cash flow is denominated in Israeli Israeli, uh, shekels, I believe it is, if your cash flow is an Israeli shekel, but yet your debt is denominated in dollars, the shekel goes down in value. Now you need more dollars to make that mortgage payment every month, let's just say. So therefore, this becomes a huge problem, right? Uh, In addition to that, we talk about commodity prices all the time being denominated in dollars. That's another massive problem. And so if the currency is going down quickly, this could increase consumer price inflation locally. There's just a lot of bad unintended consequences, a lot of knock-on effects that Israel wants to avoid. Now, fortunately, For Israel, they're in a very, very good position to actually defend their currency. And they've taken some extremely prudent steps over the last 10 years to make sure that from a financial standpoint, they can weather this type of storm. So let's get right into this article. You'll see exactly what I'm referring to. And then we'll connect the dots at the end of this video on what this means for a potential investment opportunity for someone like yourself that most likely has expenses denominated in a currency other than the Israeli shekel, which would apply to the uh, publicly traded companies that are listed on their stock exchange. Because whenever you're buying a, a company in XYZ country, you've got that FX risk because that share price is denominated, I'll say in Japanese yen. So let's, let's say the share price stays the same, but the yen devalues against the dollar. Well, now all of a sudden you're losing money. You're losing purchasing power on that deal, even though the nominal price 
in yen hasn't changed at all. Why? Because your expenses are denominated in dollars. And now there's more yen needed to make up just $1. You see, so again, you got that FX risk. So we've got to address that when looking at a potential crisis investing opportunity. But getting back to the article here, key talking points, Bank of Israel announced it'll sell up to $30 billion in a bid to support market. So what is it selling? Well, it's selling FX reserves. So the Israeli bank, again, has done something extremely smart and prudent over the last, call it 10 years. And that's they've built up all of these FX reserves, their central bank. They've got dollars. They've got yen. They've got euros. They've got most likely uh, British pounds. And they do that because they know that if they get attacked just like this, their currency tanks, they've got these FX reserves to sell into the market to do what? Buy their local currency. So what they're doing is they're taking, let's say, uh, of this $30 billion, let's say $10 billion was actual dollars. So they've got these dollars in their reserve account at their central bank. The central bank sells those dollars out into the FX market to do what? To buy Israeli shekels. So what you're doing is you're increasing the supply of dollars, but you're uh, also increasing the demand for those shekels. So what happens is you kind of put a floor on the price because you're buying back all those shekels and taking them out of circulation, you see? And then they're taking euros. They're selling those euros into the market to buy Israeli shekels, which they just park at the central bank. So now they're out of circulation. Therefore, even though the demand for the shekel is decreasing because of these, uh, what's happening there over the weekend, a potential war in the Middle East, the demand for their currency is going down, but they're reducing the supply, hopefully at the same rate, to support the price of the local currency relative to currencies like the dollar, euro, et cetera. And what they did that was so smart is they accumulated massive FX reserves. I was reading in another article this morning that said that they have 39% of their GDP in FX reserves. I mean, let, let that sink in for a moment. That would be the equivalent of the United States. What is our GDP right now? Maybe uh, let's just call it 25 trillion. So that would be like the United States having like $10 trillion, <laughs> roughly, in FX reserves. I mean, that is an, a mind-blowing amount. So uh, again, they did that for a rainy day. Now they got a rainy day, and they're implementing it. And the main takeaway here is because if you're an American that's potentially considering investing right now in Israel because of cheap prices or for whatever reason – that's one of your main concerns is what's going to happen to the shekel. So I'm buying a stock that's denominated in shekels. Okay, well, let's say the stock goes up by 10%, but the currency goes down by 50%. I'm screwed. I'm still losing massive purchasing power because I don't care uh, you know, what the price is doing in shekels. I care about what the price is doing in dollars because that's what my expenses are denominated in. I'm sure you guys get it. Let's get back to the article. So the shekel last weekend, uh, 1.63%. Overnight, it was down a lot more than that. But this intervention from their bank has really helped prop up the price. Here's a quote. The bank will operate in the market during the coming period in order to moderate volatility in the shekel exchange rate and provide the necessary liquidity for the continued proper functioning of markets, the central bank wrote in a statement released Monday. If this is some, I mean, look, if you're Israel uh, and, and you've got this potential is kind of constantly in the background. Uh, the smart thing to do is to stockpile all these FX reserves and to make sure that you've got a game plan that you can execute to prop up that currency. And obviously, 
they, they've done that very, very well. On top of the 30 billion program, the bank added it will provide liquidity to the market through swap line, basically, mechanism in the market of up to 15 billion. So here is the US dollar relative to the Israeli shekel. Now, this is very interesting, guys. I've got a chart going all the way back to early 2000s. Actually, let's focus on the GFC. So GFC, the uh, shekel was right around where it is today. So let's just call it four shekels to $1, okay? But what's really interesting is if you look at the dollar on the DXY relative to a basket of other major currencies, we see that since 2008, call it right around here, the dollar has gone up massively. So right around GFC, let's call it, it was at 80. As you guys know from watching my videos, now we're around 106. So my point is the dollar has gone up and up and up and up and up and up against all these other major currencies like the euro, while at the same time, the shekel has is, is, is flat, if not uh, up, against the dollar. So the shekel has remain, remained very strong, extremely strong, um, even stronger than the dollar, which is stronger than all the other currencies, not all, but a good majority of all the other currencies. So this is a very good sign if uh, you're someone that's considering investing in Israel, and but worried about that FX risk, especially again, if your expenses are denominated in dollars, because this would lead me to believe that number one, they've done all the right things so they can back up their currency. Number two, they're willing to do it. And they're willing to take massive action. Even if it drops 2%, they're in there, bam, propping it up almost immediately. So in the future, you can, you know, obviously, there's no certainties, only probabilities, but the probability is very high that they would not allow it to go down much further than that. And they've got the war chest as far as the FX reserves and the game plan and the willingness to execute. All good things there if you're worried about FX risk. And then over time, since GFC, we see that the shekel, uh, especially you know, with, with the exception of this past weekend, if you just look at it, I mean, there's an argument how it's appreciated against the dollar for heaven's sakes, since the GFC, while the dollar has appreciated against all these other major currencies. So a very, very strong currency, uh, to say the least. And from a fundamental standpoint, I see no reason why it shouldn't remain uh, very, very strong as far as the probabilities there. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks, and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So they say that the Bank of Israel will continue monitoring developments, tracking all the markets and acting with the tools available uh, to it as necessary. On Sunday, Israel benchmark TA35 index closed 
okay, here's that's their stock market down 6.47% to post largest loss in more than three years going back to March of 2020. So this is basically Cerveza sickness levels of decline. That means that you could, you know, if you do your homework, and this is an investment advice, but if you're someone that likes to buy things cheap and hold them a long time, this could be an opportunity that you might want to look into. Uh, I I would, and I haven't looked into this PE ratio specifically, but I would assume that especially down, call it 7% in the last couple of days, there's some PE ratios to some solid companies that might be attractive. Now, I'm not saying that I would go in there and and take action right now. Uh, If it were me, I would be monitoring this situation and this would be on my watch list. And I would be saying, okay, what's happening? What's a catalyst for, you know, this de-escalating? And then what are the prices then? And then just maybe it might make sense to build a position. Let me give you a specific example of a stock that uh, we have talked about quite extensively in Rebel Capitalist Pro. Uh, As most of you know, this is the investing membership site that I have with my good friends, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. And Chris McIntosh is a hedge fund manager expert in the commodity space. And one of the stocks that he has liked for a long, long time, I don't know what his opinion is on it lately, but I know going back uh, a couple of years, he was really excited about this stock and it's an Israeli stock listed on their stock exchange, I believe. And uh, it is ICL Group. Now you say, George, what on earth is that? I guess it's a fertilizer company. So most of you know, uh, I'm a big fan of commodities over the long term, over the 2020s. I think we're in a commodity super cycle. Now, it doesn't go up in a straight line. So there's various buying opportunities when these commodities get cheap once again, and they continue to go up and up and up. And I think that fertilizer, food, is going to be something that will unfortunately likely go up in price over the rest of the 2020s due to political stupidity. And uh, people ask me all the time, you know, what's a way to go long like the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. And the way you go long the Great Reset Agenda is buy commodities, just buy what they hate. So the global elite, the Malthusian cult, they hate energy. They hate coal. They hate oil. So buy that. (laughs) Because you know they're going to do everything they can in their power to decrease the supply, but you know that demand is going to remain relatively uh, inelastic. So same thing with food. I mean, no matter how much they hate food, no matter how much they hate people, uh, the the probability is very high that the demand for food, therefore fertilizer, is going to continue to increase over this decade. It's not going to decrease. So anyway, uh, I want to give full credit to Chris McIntosh. Again, this is not my idea. This is an idea that he has discussed often in Rebel Capitalist Pro. If you want to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro, you can do so by going to georgegammon.com forward slash But anyway, this is uh, the ticker here is ICL. And uh, so this would be listed on the NASDAQ. So this would actually be uh, the price in dollars. So you wouldn't have to worry about the FX resist, the FX. uh, But well, to a degree that you would, because if the shekel is going down, then that would impact the dollar price negatively. So you'd still have that FX risk there to a certain degree. So if we look at the PE ratio, it is a whopping five. Five. And the one thing I like a lot, you guys know, uh, my personal portfolio, I like to set it up in something I call 10-80-10, investments. I define that as things that pay you to own them. I love getting paid to own something. 
because then it puts me in a position where I'm never worried about the price. The price can go up, the price can go down. I don't really care because I'm just collecting that dividend. It's like a rent check from a rental property, right? And it puts you in a position to where you can wait and sell it when it's expensive. And then you can go as long as you're buying it when it's cheap. You know, we forget about the price. We just worry about buying things when they're cheap and selling them when they're expensive. You see, and if you're getting paid to own something, then you can sit back, wait, take your time. You're never forced into a position where you are a motivated seller. You see, where if you've got another uh, stock that's not paying you to own it, the price is going against you. Now you're losing sleep at night. You're sweating. Oh my gosh, should I sell? Should I sell? Should I do this? Should I add my, you don't know what's going on. Emotions get involved. And as human beings, we tend to do the wrong thing. Where if 80% of your portfolio is paying you to own it, that helps you sleep well at night. Price goes down. What do I care? And you just sit there and wait till the price gets expensive. And if you want to, you go ahead and sell it. Take that and buy something else that's cheap that's paying you to own it. So you say, George, how much is this company paying you right now? Well, that would be a 10% dividend yield. 10%. Now, it is true that their share price really hasn't done anything uh, in the last, call it, decade or so. But uh, you're getting paid to own it. And then if you believe that we're going into a commodity super cycle, then this could be something that you might want to put on your watch list. And you could be getting it at a slight discount right now due to the events over the weekend. And then usually the concern, like I said earlier, would be the FX risk. But looking at that first article, looking at Israel, Israel's FX reserves, looking at how they have executed this game plan, looking at what they did to take action as soon as the shekel was down just 2 or 3% against the dollar, that, it, again, no certainties, only probabilities. But I think the probability is very high that if I had to take FX risk as far as buying a stock in a country outside of the United States, Israel would be right at the top of my list because the way they have handled their currency and what their currency has done relative to the dollar since 2008. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.